Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. If you're a first time listener, then a double welcome to you. If you have been listening for a while, then you know I usually skip the small talk in the beginning. However, my husband Paul's 50th birthday is coming up in just a few days, and he and I were talking about how much his life and his lifestyle have changed in the past 12 years. It's pertinent to this podcast as a whole, so I thought I would tell you a little bit of our conversation. So a little bit of history. About 12 years ago, he started changing his eating habits and began with some exercise habits as well. He had a fairly sedentary lifestyle at that point, at least compared to his lifestyle now, and his eating habits were not good, but that's as per him as I didn't know him then. He used to feel kind of bloated and have stomach pain when he didn't have great eating habits. He would wake up in the middle of the night with heartburn. Anyway, he had an experience about 12 years ago that made him realize that he needed to start making some changes. He started making some small changes that he felt pretty sure that he could be consistent with, and these evolved into more changes. He feels younger now than he did in his 30s, and in my opinion, he looks incredible. He looks so much healthier. He's lean and muscular and athletic, and he does multiple sports. People are actually always shocked when they learn how old he is. Now, it's super easy for him to maintain all of this and the eating habits as well. And So while we were talking, we were just talking about how that started out as some small changes 12 years ago and then resulted in his life being completely different in all different areas, more than he ever expected even. Not even just with how he feels and looks, but the people he has met because of the changes that he made, the friendships that he has formed, the accomplishments that he has had from being able to do things physically that he wasn't able to do before. Such good stuff. So As we celebrate his 50th coming up, he is very happy to still be playing beach volleyball at a very high level, weightlifting, heavy weights in the gym, and even going for 10-mile runs. He really feels that he's able to do all of this because of his healthier eating habits. And I might add, he never was a runner. We met about seven or eight years ago and we have been married for six years and he started running just a little bit here and there to run with me sometimes. He didn't particularly like it but he has been going on 10 mile runs now and he runs with our group of friends and looks forward to it so it's just opened up sort of a whole new area of life for him. All right, so today, besides talking to you about how some small changes can evolve and change your whole life drastically in such a great way, despite 
the direction that you feel like you may be currently headed or despite your age, I also want to talk to you about food cravings versus true hunger. So how exactly do you know when it's a craving versus when it's true hunger? That is the big question. Don't worry because I have three neat ways for you to be able to tell. So I know you know what I mean by feeling as though you feel the hunger sensation, but you don't know if it is just a craving for food just because you want the delicious food or if it's true hunger. This is what this podcast episode will clear up. For example, you might sit down on the couch in the evening at the end of your busy day and immediately feel like you want the snacks, but you just had dinner an hour ago. So are you really hungry or are you just thinking about the snacks? Is it something else? Maybe it may be any of these. So that's why we're going to play little detectives and figure out what it is exactly. Before we sort of dive into that, I just want to give a couple of other examples. So think about when you're in the middle of the workday and it's three o'clock in the afternoon and you start getting the munchies. Is it because you really need an afternoon snack or is it because of maybe a little bit of boredom setting in? Hard to tell sometimes, right? Another example would be if you're on a long car trip and you feel like you are just constantly hungry during the trip, constantly munching on the snacks that you brought along or thinking about where you might be able to stop next for some food. So this happens to me every time we are on a long car trip. I feel like I'm constantly getting very munchy. My thought is always I'm not very active right now, so I shouldn't be that hungry, but I always feel so hungry. I, of course, know what it actually is. It's just that I am fairly bored on a long car trip, even despite great conversation or listening to a podcast. Because I'm so inactive while driving a car or being a passenger for that long, I do start getting bored. And then that boredom triggers the craving for food. I'll explain why. But back to the question of food craving versus hunger. So a craving is also known as a desire or an urge. So you might get the urge to eat a snack. You might get the desire to eat a snack. You might get the craving to eat a snack. All the same thing. Okay, so all three of those terms, they all essentially mean the same thing. One of the things that might clue you into if it's a craving, urge, or desire is if you feel an uncomfortable emotion beforehand, such as that boredom I was talking about a little bit ago. So this is usually some sort of a quote-unquote negative emotion, but also can be an emotion that is typically seen as more of a positive one because sometimes positive emotions feel uncomfortable for some people. So examples of negative emotions include boredom, stress, tension, irritation, anger, sadness, anxiety, and even craving. Yes, craving is an emotion. It's not a comfortable emotion. So I would classify this as a negative emotion or at least, like I said, just an uncomfortable one. Therefore, if you're already feeling a negative emotion such as boredom on a car ride, for example, you'll notice that you're bored 
And then your human brain by default wants that boredom to go away because our brains were developed to try to avoid pain or discomfort. And it will do almost anything to avoid that. And food is an easy and quick way for that boredom to go away sometimes. So then you can start to get a craving for the food, a desire to eat the food, especially if it's really tasty food, such as something sweet, salty, or savory. The craving itself, on top of that negative emotion like boredom, The craving itself is also uncomfortable. So combine the discomfort of the craving and the discomfort of that initial negative emotion like the boredom. No wonder you want to eat the snacks, right? So no wonder I start getting snacky while I'm on a long car ride because I have this awareness though I'm always sure to bring mostly healthy snacks with me. So the first way to tell If it's a food craving versus true hunger is this, we're going to start with the food craving with a craving. There's always going to be something before the craving feeling. So you'll either see something, smell something, think about something or feel some sort of uncomfortable emotion besides even just the craving itself. You just need to play detective and ask yourself what might be triggering it. So did you just see something that looked tasty? Did you just smell something? Were you maybe offered something without actually seeing or smelling it? Did you think about a particular food? Maybe you felt an emotion right beforehand and your normal human brain would like for you to take the discomfort from the emotion away, an easy way with food. But I just want to mention as a side note here that food does not actually treat an emotion. It just sort of puts a little tiny band-aid on it. Here's the kicker though. That band-aid actually makes your ability to tolerate the emotion worse. So it decreases your ability to tolerate and sort of process and manage that emotion. And that's just going to trigger more eating in the future when you experience that or another uncomfortable emotion again. So every time you eat in order to try to decrease the discomfort from any sort of negative emotion, and that includes cravings, This actually makes your ability to tolerate and manage and process all kind of the same uh, meaning that emotion uh, worse. So it decreases your ability to really sort of manage that emotion properly. So essentially, it just makes that emotion more intense when it comes up in the future. Another side note, a diet that has a lot of sugar or flour in it can also cause additional or more intense cravings for sugar or flour. That all has to do with blood sugar levels and lots of other things in the body, including cortisol and dopamine. So just take a look at what you typically are eating throughout the day. If you're eating lots of sugar or even things like breads, pastas, cereals, crackers, etc., these foods are made up of flour, which is just ultra processed grains, which are carbohydrates. So a diet high in sugar 
and or flour can cause more intense and more frequent cravings. All right, so let's talk about true hunger a little bit. So cravings can disguise themselves as hunger because you can actually get hunger signals. For example, you might get that hunger sensation in the pit of your stomach. Hunger or true hunger is just your stomach sending messages to your brain that it might be time to eat. There are lots of different things that go on and hormones that come into play with this, but what's really happening is that your stomach is just making a simple suggestion to your brain that maybe it's time to eat soon. And that can be a little something or it can be a larger something like an actual meal. So knowing when and how much to eat is a bit of a skill to be developed. You may already have developed the skill at an early age and mastered it, but many have not. And that can be for several different reasons um, from childhood and always being told to finish what's on your plate, those kinds of things. And if the world were a perfect place and we all knew when exactly to eat, how much, and when exactly to stop, and there were no other tempting things, no other triggers, we would all be at our ideal body weight. But since the world is not a perfect place, this is not the case, and that's okay because it's not supposed to be perfect. Humans are perfectly imperfect, which is how it was supposed to be. So when you get those hunger signals, they are starting in your body and then signal to your brain that you're hungry. So that's true hunger, okay? When your brain gets the signals from your stomach, your brain then has a thought such as, oh, maybe I should eat something. So that is one of the ways that you can tell if it's a food craving versus true hunger. Hunger starts in your body and goes to your brain. Again, the hunger signals start in your stomach and even... And you can even experience them in other areas of your body, like maybe feeling a little bit lightheaded or a generalized weakness or fatigue. And those signals then go to your brain and you have a thought that you should eat something. Food cravings, on the other hand, are the opposite. You don't experience the hunger signals first. You experience something before that. Remember, that's going to be that trigger, the thing that comes before that craving feeling. Like I talked about earlier, that could be smell, seeing something, being offered something, feeling a different emotion in your body that's uncomfortable. These things all trigger to your brain that maybe you should eat the delicious food and your brain then causes you to feel those hunger sensations, typically, not always. So if you'll notice here, food cravings is more brain to body and true hunger is more body to brain. Okay, another thing that can clue you in to if it's food craving versus true hunger is that the true hunger tends to come on more gradually. So that's the second thing that can clue you in to if it's a food craving versus true hunger. Food craving that is causing you to feel hungry or have a desire to eat something typically comes on more quickly 
because of that, it can feel very intense because of how quickly it comes on, right? You're sort of going from like zero to a hundred very fast. True hunger, because you're feeling that more gradually, doesn't usually feel quite as strong or as intense until it gets strong and intense after a bit, right? And that can lead to a sense of urgency and then overeating. But at least there are lots of warning signals before it gets that intense. This is what getting really aware of your hunger signals and knowing when and how much to eat is very beneficial. Again, that is just a skill that you can learn. A third way you can tell if it's food craving versus true hunger is if those hunger sensations that you're feeling would be satiated or satisfied by say a giant bowl of vegetables or another food that you wouldn't really ever get a craving for, right? So for example, say you like squash, but you would never get a craving for it. If that hunger if you're feeling hunger sensations, if that could be satisfied with a giant bowl of squash, it was probably true hunger. So what you can do is if you feel those hunger sensations and you're not sure if it's food craving versus true hunger, just ask yourself, would I feel like this hunger would be completely satiated or satisfied if I had a giant bowl of fill in the blank, whatever it is, something that doesn't turn you off, but something that doesn't exactly turn you on either, right? Something that you would never actually get a craving for. So if it's purely a food craving, you're not going to really want that squash, right? If it's going to be very easy to say, no, thank you. Whereas if it's true hunger, you're most likely going to eat that giant bowl of squash, I just used this trick the other day with myself. I started getting those hunger sensations and I realized that I didn't want anything that was in the fridge or in the kitchen cabinet. I quickly caught on to my brain and realized that because I didn't have a desire to eat anything in the fridge or the cabinets, most likely I was not really truly hungry. So because of that, I just smiled to myself and went on to do the next activity without eating anything. And what do you know, those hunger signals subsided. That's the benefit of having the skill of having good awareness of your thoughts and feelings as well as your eating behaviors. It's all interlinked, the thoughts, the feelings, and the behaviors, also known as actions. And don't worry if you don't have good awareness of your thoughts and feelings and how they link to your eating behaviors, because that's what I help you with. Whether it's just this little bit through these podcast episodes or through my social media posts, my weekly emails, or the free class or my free workshops, or if we work together closely in one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you want to start doing this on your own, just play detective. If you want personalized help with changing your eating habits permanently so you can have the benefits of that sort of branch off into all different areas of your life, then I'd love to help you. To learn more about how we can work together with one-on-one -on -one coaching, just book a free consultation. 
you can do that at katemjohnston.com forward slash consult. I'll see where you are currently, what your goals are, and provide you with clarity on how exactly we'd get you there together. Then you decide what you'd like to do. I'm just the vehicle that can help you get there comfortably, safely, and efficiently. I love car analogies. I feel like anyone can understand a car analogy. All right. Thanks so much for listening today and for being a faithful listener. I love helping you with these podcast episodes and would love to help more people. So pass it along to a friend, a colleague, a family member who you think would also enjoy the show. Take care and I'll talk with you next week. Hey, if you want to stop wasting time not getting the eating habit or weight loss results you want, then set up a free consult with me. I'll find out where you're struggling, where you really want to be, and the best way to get you there. Think of it like taking the highway using GPS rather than staying lost on back roads with no GPS or map. Just go to katemjohnston.com and you'll see where you can request a free consult right on the homepage.